you want to make sure you're doing things appropriately. So again, honesty and integrity, those are the two main factors when you have your own speech therapy private practice. And so when you do get audited, and it will happen eventually, you're ready for it. So I wanted to give you some insight to a financial audit. Sometimes they're called a post-payment audit or a post-payment review. And you're going to see when the auditor does uh, contact you, you want to be respectful. You want to be kind because, again, that person is doing their job. They have a boss and they're just trying to get information to give to their higher up so you can get through the process. So again, you want to stay calm, do the right thing, be respectful, be concerned and be honest and be forthcoming. Solid, Solid. sustaining and successful. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast with your host, Kyle Meads, speech and language pathologist. Listen, learn, and prosper as we share our experience and knowledge so that you can improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. Well, hello, everyone. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. This is episode number 32. My name is Kyle Meads, and I'm a speech pathologist since 1993. And these podcasts are designed to help you improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. Well, welcome back to the show, everyone. Thanks again for all the emails and all the questions. And as of today, today is Saturday, December 2nd, 2017. We have well over 26,004 listeners to the show, and I'm really happy you guys are out there getting valuable information. You've heard me say it time and time again. Value is what you get in the absence of money. These podcasts are free for you, and if you are enjoying them, would you please help others find the podcast easier and just go to iTunes or uh, on the Android platform, the Google platform, and leave five stars so others can find the podcast easier and get the same uh, benefit. Now, we have um, many listeners from around the world. Currently, the United States tops the list, then we've got Japan, then Australia, United Kingdom, Canada, India, Germany, South Africa, and then Singapore. Now, when you look at the listener base just in the United States, it looks like the West Coast, California is topping the charts. Then we've got Texas, New York, Florida, Arizona, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Maryland, and then New Jersey. So those are the top states listening to the podcast. And again, I'm glad you are here. And if there's something that you want to discuss with me, just reach out and shoot me an email. And you can find me at privatesLP dot com forward slash contact. Also, too, if you need help scaling or growing your own speech therapy private practice, go to privateslp.com forward slash coaching. There you'll find many, many different ways to get help. There's an online platform called the All Access Community. That's where you have access to me online. And we have live webinars. And I will help you as much as I humanly possibly can. The current members, they all hear from me. And we have phone calls and webinars and we discuss current issues in their private practice. So don't reinvent the wheel. If you need help with your private practice, privateslp.com forward slash coaching. There is another option available for coaching and that's where you fly into Tucson. That's called the perfect student. Again, all this can be found on the privateslp.com forward slash 
coaching uh, website there. So just go ahead and have a look. Also, too, if you need assistance with your billing or collection, we also have another service available. If you need help with your billing or credentialing services, just reach out to me at Kyle at PrivateSLP.com. Put billing in the subject line and I'll get back to you and we can discuss that. So today I wanted to talk about financial audits. Now you want to bulletproof and audit proof your business because you never know when you get that phone call or that letter in the mail that says you're under a financial audit. So again, a lot of people out there, they're scared to start their own speech therapy private practice for this reason alone. People are scared of big government agencies like, you know, the IRS or Medicare or Medicaid. People are scared that they're going to be audited and you have nothing to worry about if you follow the rules and audit proof your business. Again, you have to be honest and you've heard me say it time and time again. You have to be honest and you have to do things the right way because again, the squeaky wheel will get the grease. You can't steal from the government or from other people. You know, I know in our private practice, sometimes we'll get paid twice. You know, we'll get the copay from the patient. Then we find out that a week later when we get that EOB in the mail and that check in the mail that we got paid not only from the insurance company, we got paid from the patient. So I always write that check and give the patient's money back to them because that's their money. You want to always do the right thing. I have some people that ask me, you know, what are the magic codes for speech therapy and how do you build this? And, you know, what's the best way to juggle these CPT codes so you can maximize your reimbursement? That's really the wrong way of looking at uh, your speech therapy private practice. You want to do the right thing. Of course, you don't want to leave money on the table. You want to make sure you're billing and cash capturing your time appropriately, but you can't just sit there and bill, 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 bill and expect to get paid. You want to make sure you're doing things appropriately. So again, honesty and integrity, those are the two main factors when you have your own speech therapy private practice. And so when you do get audited, and it will happen eventually, you're ready for it. So I wanted to give you some insight to a financial audit. Sometimes they're called a post-payment audit or a post-payment review. And you're going to see when the auditor does uh, contact you, you want to be respectful. You want to be kind because, again, that person is doing their job. They have a boss and they're just trying to get information to give to their higher up so you can get through the process. So again, you want to stay calm, do the right thing, be respectful, be concerned and be honest and be forthcoming. You're going to find that the audit will be inclusive of a period of time, like a range of time for, let's say, the last 90 days of service for these patients. And the auditor will provide you a list of consumers' names. Uh, For instance, there will be 25 names on a spreadsheet, and they want the last 90 days. They want proof that the visit occurred. They want proof that the visit duration was appropriate. They want proof that the person seeing the patient was licensed at the time of treatment. They want proof to substantiate that payment because if you can't prove that the visit occurred, then the auditor will submit that to the uh, insurance company and take that money back. So again, you want to do the right thing, be upfront, be honest, 
and do some of these things that I'm going to share with you so you can keep your money and pass that audit. So again, you're going to look, number one, for a period of time and a range of time. Number two, you're going to be contacted by the payer. So the payer can be a private insurance company that can be a Medicaid company. It can be Medicare or it can be maybe a state that you have a contract with. So they're going to contact you, you know, via email or by phone. Now, again, the main thing they're looking for is proof of the visit. And that's got to be substantiated by visit documentation. Now, what is visit documentation? How can you prove that you or someone who works for your company was at that visit? How do you know that the visit actually took place? So the way to do that is you want to have what's called a visit log. So when you have a visit log, that shows the time the visit started, the time the visit ended. Now also too, it'll show if the therapist Uh, had the visit, or if the patient canceled the visit, or if the therapist canceled a visit, or, you know, if the therapist went out and let's just say the family wasn't there and there was a no-show. So that is something that you want to have. We have these forms in the private SLP all-access community, so this is already done for you. But the visit documentation should include some sort of log to justify those uh, aspects of the visit. Also, the auditor would like to see how long was the visit. You know, again, you've heard me say it time and time again, speech therapy, when you bill insurance companies or most of the insurance plans, it's CPT code 92507. Don't forget that's a non-time code, but some contracts state that that code would be timed. It's rare that you'll see that, but for the state of Arizona, some of those um, plans do want you to provide an hour's worth of service. So if you see the person for an hour, you bill one unit. If you see them for a half an hour, you bill them a half a unit. So again, you can have words and semantics in your documentation that say one unit equals, you know, 60 minutes of patient therapy, clinical documentation, collaboration with other therapists and family members and ongoing training, or it can say, you know, the visit took place from one to two o'clock. Also too, the auditor is going to want proof that the person providing the treatment had a valid license, you know, to practice speech pathology in that state during that treatment session. And then also too, to cover all of that, you can also have what's called a timesheet. So when the therapist turns their timesheet to you, the owner, at the end of the week, it's got the consumer's name, the data service, and how many units were billed or how long that session was, whatever your contract states. So again, all those things I've mentioned right there will help you pass an audit. So again, do the right thing, be honest, be open, and always be mindful of doing the right thing. Again, the last thing you need as a private practice owner is to give that money back and then you're in a loss because the therapist that works for you has already been paid, but then you got to give that money back. So you'll be in the negative. I hope this has been helpful for you regarding audit proofing your business. If you have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me at kyle at privateslp.com or privateslp.com forward slash contact. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. For more information on Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup or to stay connected with Kyle, please visit privateslp.com.